0: Welcome to the Zurich Risk Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Snyder, Head of Distribution for Zurich Resilient Solutions in Canada. ZRS Canada has a team of over 25 risk control professionals from coast to coast. Our mission on these podcasts is to discuss a range of commercial insurance engineering topics, generally technical in nature, that help break down the information barriers between our insured customers, brokers, and Zurich Risk Engineering Risk Control. The intent is to provide that transparency within the industry and allow our customers to better understand how to control the risks of their business and protect their revenue. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Caroline Woolley, Director and Practice Leader at Meaden & Boomer International, located out of the UK. In Canada, they are known as Williams Meaden & Moore International. We will be discussing the concept and process of pre-loss assessment and analysis for business interruption risk, including contingent BI, interdependency, and supply chain exposures. With our dynamic and interconnected business world, small events can cause significant interruption losses. Conducting a pre-loss assessment can help identify exposures to your business revenue, offer mitigation actions that can be implemented to help reduce these possible losses, and allowing your business to continue operations and retain your customer base. Over the past few years, Caroline has been working globally with Zurich Underwriting, Claims and Risk Engineering with our goal to bring transparency and understanding of business interruption exposures and losses to our business partners and customers. Caroline holds an honors degree in business studies from the University of Portsmouth and is a forensic accountant with over 20 years in the risk and insurance industry. She is well known as a leading business interruption expert working with the insurance and legal professions. She has a multifaceted perspective of the claims process, having spent most of her career in the investigation and valuation of claims. She has worked with insurers and also directly with our clients, as well as over 11 years with some of our broker partners. Her experience spans all areas of investigative accounting, including loss of profits and earnings, increased costs and mitigating of loss, subrogation, product recall and supply chain, just to name a few. Have a listen. Here's our conversation. Uh, Caroline, uh, welcome and uh, thank you for taking the time today to, uh, to join us on uh, the podcast.
1: It's always a pleasure, Chris. Thank you.
0: Wonderful. Um, so so for a listening audience, uh, maybe we can kind of set the stage for a conversation today by uh, providing a brief synopsis of uh, who are Meaden and Moore and uh, what the focus is of uh, the company and how you interact with inside the insurance world.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, yes, Meaden and Moore are a hundred year old firm. And um, it's audit, tax and advisory, plus the investigative accounting team, the forensic accounting team um, of which I'm part. So we're mainly in the US and Canada um, and London is where I'm based and we're the sort of international hub for the firm. Um, Recently, we had a merger over in Canada actually with Williams and Partners so over um in your part of the world we're known as williams meaden and moore international and um, we partner with zurich at various stages uh, along the way from an insurance perspective um, using our business interruption expertise um, and the focus of the firm is the um, basically the investigation of claims on behalf of um, insurers on your behalf Um, And there's a focus on property business interruption, but also we work on liability cases, fraud, litigation support, cyber, um, any sort of business interruption, really, Um, but also the pre-loss business interruption, which is why we're here and talking today.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, we've uh, known each other and been working together on some working groups and presentations for probably about a year and a half to two years now. And business interruption being close to my heart and what I'm doing on the engineering side here at Zurich. Um, with the pre-loss on, on BI, turning it into an assessment, what reasons might a company want to go through a pre-loss assessment? Uh, what might that look like, and and how does that bring a benefit to uh, that that particular customer?
1: So I suppose taking a step back, um, you know, I'm a claims person and born in claims, but um, I've have experience elsewhere too. Um, we'd mentioned about um, I work for a, a broker, one of your broker partners, and so really as a claims person. I always say, don't wait for a loss to happen before, you know, testing the policy, quantifying exposures, and it's really part of the planning. So, you know, I'd, I'm quite well known for um, <clears throat> saying that I'd much rather be sitting around having a tea, playing, let's pretend you have a loss rather than discovering the extent of exposures and um potentially issues um, after the event so it's really sort of bringing our expertise up front and as I said you know it's not waiting for a loss to happen before testing this this should be part of business continuity plans and business continuity testing because basically the increased costs of working in your business interruption policy you want those to be covered you want your mitigating actions to be covered by the policy as much as possible so that's another important part of it to um, have a look at the business continuity planning the potential mitigation and try and make sure that as much as possible the policy will cover um, those costs so I always say that um, from a claims perspective we don't want any strangers so this also gives an opportunity to meet the team because who better um, to look at pre-loss and the um, scenarios than claims people who deal with real losses every day. And, you know, Zurich obviously have an amazing claims team that help out in a claims situation. So we work with the Zurich claims people just to, to get that expertise up front. So that's sort of looking at um, how it can help post-loss, I suppose, um, and looking at the the claims process. So, but it's, I always talk about, I said, uh, um, no strangers, but it's also no surprises. So business interruption sometime is, sometimes is a bit of a, a surprise. You know, if you haven't suffered major loss, people don't realise the extent that Um, of the the potential business interruption loss. So it ends up being a surprise for everyone. And we don't really, no one other than at Christmas, we don't really like um, surprises. So no strangers, no surprises. And so it helps post-loss in terms of, you know, potentially if you've been through this scenario. So um, again, just taking a step back, we're playing, let's pretend you have a loss. We're looking at the worst case scenario we work through that process with you guys, you know, from looking at the property damage element, and we give um, some additional expertise around the business interrupting calculations and exposure calculations. So that can help post loss from um, the perspective of maybe faster interim payments, faster claim settlements, um, the reducing the life cycle of the claim, reduce disputes and costs. But also, obviously, pre-loss, what we're actually doing is helping with um, some decisions. So maybe setting the indemnity period to make sure that's um, sufficient, establishing the correct extension clauses. But I always say that, you know, how does um, anyone understand, you know, and how, how does anyone know if insurance is value for money or not? they haven't actually calculated their exposures so it's all part of this process up front um, to try and establish the right values and get fair premiums and make sure there's adequate cover basically um, under various scenarios and we look at those scenarios and it might be different for each company of course and sometimes you know what if the worst loss scenario is actually the loss of a supplier rather right. than um, your own sites so as much information up front as possible you know in relation to suppliers limits for example it can really help to give the Zurich underwriters a bit more comfort around those suppliers um, and the more information the better and it can help you know uh, release higher limits um, for your clients so there's many benefits. I'll, I'll stop there for the moment. I could talk about the benefits all day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could I could sit here all day and talk about it as well. I mean, this is really where my my heart goes um, on the engineering side as well. Um, so, in, in, in listening to that, um, you know, I've 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 conducted some uh, uh, training and seminars on business interruption supply chain. And you know, we're always talking about a business impact analysis and trying to understand and running what if scenarios. So part of the the sort of a pre-loss BI risk assessment could be brought with inside a business impact analysis as part of the process to understand, you know, say which which are my key critical suppliers or customers, how can I help uh, minimize my loss? What mitigation techniques can I put in? Uh, not only to uh, um, save the revenue generated by my company, but also to help maintain my market share and my customers not going to a competitor. I mean, is that a fair enough statement where where this could really help out?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, as a, I, I think we're both complete advocates for this uh, pre-loss work and I think everyone benefits and the, the benefits are endless, but there's, there are specific situations where it can really help.
0: Okay. So, one of the other things that I've noticed um, in in my time working through business resilience, business interruption, is that there are industries that get impacted differently. We always might equate business interruption for something like a manufacturing industry, but there are also industries that that um, you know, say uh, 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 hotels or resorts or other service industries versus manufacturing industries. A pre-loss BI assessment is it relatively valuable across the board, or are there certain industries that might benefit more from a pre-loss uh, assessment than than other industries?
1: Yeah, there are. Uh, really, everyone would benefit. I think it's it's part of just the the process um, at renewal, and you know we work with you guys. We only add value where we can so it's the accountancy piece and the loss calculations and those full exposure calculations this isn't a quick process you know that that's not really for for us this is a, a more detailed view of a potential loss and actually doing that loss exposure calculation And looking at not just the maximum loss, but looking at the mitigated loss as well. And the difference between those two is so important, obviously, in terms of perception. And something I know we've talked about in the past is the importance of um, basically valuing the business continuity efforts. You're putting a number on those efforts so the business continuity team really benefit because otherwise you know if it hasn't been tested in real life no one really um, necessarily understands the the true benefit of all the efforts that they go to so I think it's important for everyone but as you say there are certain industries which this is particularly important for yes manufacturing you mentioned about hotels um, and leisure industry as well but in relation to manufacturing it's particularly for example contract manufacturers because you need to understand the potential impact on revenue and what revenue is at risk and you know revenue might not be at risk until a contract is renewed and if that's outside of an indemnity period you're not going to get any um, loss paid so it's really important in those situations but also things industries like the pharma industry so Any industry like pharma that relies on um, research and development particularly, you know, that obviously needs special treatment from a um, cover perspective. But there's also often a real reliance on suppliers. So anyone where outsourcing is, um, uh, you know, high on the agenda and and, um, taken up, then that's going to be important for them. But also you've got retail, you know, where do you place the the business interruption values is it stores or is it actually warehousing or distribution centers and so all of this is important, but there's also um, power industry, for example, and particularly renewables where you've got a mixed mixture of revenue streams from various sources. And, you know, the post-loss priorities are slightly different and they become, you know, if you have to provide a, your service and you have to provide the power, then it becomes a, a trading position. So it's important for everyone to understand what's going to happen in that post-loss situation. And anyone that's slightly different and away from the norm, it's going to be important for them.
0: Um We've had a little bit of a um, sort of real-life education on supply chain interruption lately uh, with uh, COVID-19. Um, is it fair enough to say that, that uh, going through the pandemic over the last couple of years um, and sporadic events that have happened, such as blockage of uh, trade routes, um geopolitical events it, has this really heightened the awareness in your mind on on uh, industries companies, individuals wanting to learn more about their exposure to revenue loss and and kind of driving more of a conversation towards the uh, understanding of that revenue loss versus understanding of physical damage to say location one or location two
1: absolutely um Business interruption is, I I think it's always been really high on any risk manager's agenda anyway. But um, previously there has been this sort of understanding within the insurance industry that, um, you know, business interruption, people automatically think of property damage-related business interruption. But, of course, the wider world, if you say business interruption, it could be anything. You know, I mentioned about cyber at the beginning. We've obviously had infectious disease i think the worst loss scenario quite often for the businesses that we've been discussing is still a major physical damage event particularly when you think of natural catastrophe events that can take out a a wider area Um, But this perception for everyone else is that business interruption is anything that interrupts business. So business interruption is even higher on the agenda, not just for risk managers, but for everybody. Everyone has um, realized that none of us had any idea that um, we could be impacted like this, like we have as a result of infectious disease. But I had a a project, an ongoing project for many years um, that was looking at specifically at non-damage business interruption risk. So there's, people have been discussing it and infectious disease was always on that list. People are aware of it and it's just making sure that there's a divide between the various policies and people understand what they're covered for and not covered for. And this process will really help that looking at those scenarios and actually identifying the scenarios that are covered under your property damage business interruption policy and those that aren't. Now, the exposure calculations will actually help for any event, because when you're looking at the um, loss calculation, you are looking at the impact on revenue and for, for how long. And the event will change both of those variables depending on the extent and what the event is. But really, the exposure calculations will help for any of those. But it's definitely high on everyone's agenda now.
0: Yeah, I, I like the way that you had, had uh, phrased that about the type of event. Um, you know, I've always taken the position, um, I mean, physical damage can have an interruption. Um, uh, now, natural hazards can cause an interruption. Um, even even things like um, uh, strikes at ports can cause an interruption. Again, not not everything in in today's world uh, for carrier to carry is insurable. But understanding where those losses can come from, even if there isn't a risk transfer option, there's still an option to be able to mitigate those losses so that it's less impactful and that you can get back up and running into the business. And uh, you know, I, again, I think one of the things is the pandemic has showed us is that um, you know, market position is still quite valuable um, in being in there and making sure you can maintain your market position. Um, so here's an interesting question for you it, doing a, a, an assessment, like a, a, a pre-loss BI assessment, is this something an organization might want to do once and say, hey, look, I've got an understanding of my exposures, my before and my after, and I've put mitigation plans into place. Knowing that we should be reviewing our business continuity plan and emergency plans on a regular basis, is is this the type of an assessment that you would want to conduct in the same fashion, uh, every couple of years, once is good enough. What what would you say would be a, a good representation of how uh, a company might want to conduct the assessment?
1: Well, um, I would definitely say we need to do it for the worst loss scenario, and you know maybe the we're looking at physical damage, so biggest site or biggest risk as a minimum part of the process and part of the calculation is actually unravelling interdependencies, which again, where the su- surprises often are, and trying to identify that full business interruption exposure. So one site, it's, it's not just going to be that site, it's going to affect um, the other parts of the business. And we do have to look at that broader picture. So doing it once is great, but actually once you've done it once the process is much then becomes much easier because the parties involved understand the business in a much greater depth than they did before even the risk manager understands his own business in a much greater depth because he's got the numbers to go with it the exposure calculations too mm-hmm. so once you've been through the the process it's um, it's much easier to do it again for maybe for other sites, for other events, for different parts of the business. And we, I mean, I, I know from experience of working um, alongside you guys that um, Zurich knows it's a responsibility of your clients to submit values and to make decisions in relation to the policy. But you've got this willingness to help and provide guidance through this process, which is really refreshing because, uh, you know, people need help. Everyone, everyone needs help. And, you know, your clients are in the business of their business, not insurance, you know, and the mm-hmm. risk manager has, uh, there's only so much a risk manager can do. Um, there's, there's such a broad number of topics that they have to deal with and, and, and broad in terms of the number of different insurances and risks. So, Yeah, we add value where we can. And it may be that by doing it once, that's sufficient for actually the client to be able to do that themselves, um, you know, to a certain extent. But actually, as I said, we're adding value where we can, as you are. We're we're all working together for the best result. And actually, when there's significant change to the business, there might be acquisitions, there might be changes to the industry in general, so it might be that there's major fluctuations or issues in relation to raw material prices or supply chain issues. You know, it's always worthwhile revisiting and updating. And as I said, it's not starting from scratch. You know, it's it's actually just updating that process. So it's not um, it's not like just going and having your hair cut and saying yeah I've done that because <laughs> um, it's going to grow again and so you know it's something that you have to keep an eye on and you have to revisit but once you've been through the process once then um, you know it's much easier to do that.
0: That's great and I I like the way that you tied in interdependency That was going to be another question of mine but it's, it's, it's great that you spoke about it. I think one of the things that that sometimes gets missed is understanding that one location's interruption might cascade through the group, and have multiple uh, interruptions throughout the organization, whether it's within side a region, a country, or globally, um, and and that can actually cause some some quite large impacts. Um, looking to, looking to wrap up here, if you had the ability to throw out one final message, one key point that, that you know, maybe you've repeated this over and over again at uh, presentations or conferences, w- what might that be?
1: Again, it has to be, um, you know, insurance is all about in case you have a loss. And so the, the claims position and the claims process is so important. And I think um, more recently, the the profile of claims within an organisation like Zurich has definitely risen and there's a realisation. There was a colleague of mine, old colleague of mine, who used to say that, you know, claims is where the rubber hits the road and... It is it is very important. And it's it's great to see the collaboration within Zurich between the various teams. So underwriters, the resilience team, the risk engineers and the, the claims guys, you know, that's so important, but it's bringing the realisation that particularly to those that may not have suffered major loss, they won't realise just how you know the the impact on the business and what can happen and the 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 fact that insurance is going to be the the lifeline that you know helps that business survive any major loss and continue and prosper and so it's it's worthwhile putting some effort up front in this let's pretend process, you know, let's pretend you have a loss, let's plan. You wouldn't normally just go headlong into something without doing some preparation. And Zurich has the expertise and we have the expertise to help people through that process. So it's part of that guidance and it will make the claims process work so much more smoothly. I know um, I've worked on behalf of insurers and directly with policyholders you know, I know what is important for a claims situation. So we want to bring that expertise up front. We want to help people prepare for the worst and just make sure that the cover is, that it's in place is understood and maximised and making sure that everyone understands the extent of the exposures. And it brings me back to my comment earlier that, I always say no strangers and no surprises from a claim situation. So if the teams have met and we've been through it, it will make it so much easier post-loss. But pre-loss, you know, whether you have a claim or not, it's absolutely vital to understand the exposures and make sure the insurance is right.
0: Uh, well, you've convinced me.
1: I <laughs> know <laughs> no, you were convinced, yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, like, I really want to thank you for joining us today. It's, it's been a really great conversation, and, and I'm really looking forward to uh, the partnership that we've got uh, with our uh, new Zurich Resilient Solutions Group here in Canada and working with uh, Mead & Moore and Williams Mead & Moore in Canada um, on helping our customers and our broker partners with uh, understanding pre-loss um, and uh, BI assessments. I uh, greatly appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you, Chris. It's always a pleasure. We, we, we work with Zurich a lot and um, we really recognize the extra efforts that you go to for your clients. And this is, this is definitely part of that. So thank you.
0: Awesome. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. And if you would like additional information, please feel free to reach us at ca.podcast at zurich.com. And please join us next time, where we'll be discussing the increasing risk exposure of climate change and its impact on businesses due to more frequent and severe weather-related events. My guest will be Amar Rahman, our Global Head of Climate Change Resilience Services for ZRS, as well as Matt Rocha, our North American Lead for Climate Change resilient Services for ZRS. We'll be talking to you soon.
1: This has
0: been a production of TNKR Media. Good talk.